This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Patriots Dynasty podcast. Hi, gentlemen. I realize we've stopped introducing ourselves because uh, we all know who we are since we've grown up together. But if anybody's joining this week, they don't know who we are. So I am your host, Andy Brown. I'm the the reason this podcast exists. It's my fault well, of the Brown Brownlers. It's quite is a claim. This, is it my fault or is it not? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> exactly. I'll give you that one. The asshole you're hearing now is our baby brother, Greg Brown. Hi, Greg. Hey, Andy. How it's you doing? Great to be here. I like okay. to think I'm the uh, creative direction of this program. Uh, that's not <laughs> true. I understand why you think you are. I am the captain now. <laughs> uh, and also with us, uh, introduced last because he gets no respect, is middle brother Steve Brown. How you doing, Steve? Yeah, I'm only here because... Greg refused to do it at the beginning. He said, no, it's stupid. So Andy, I was on vacation. He said, do you want this microphone? Greg doesn't want it. And I said, sure, I'll do this. Why not? <laughs> and here we are 40 something episodes later. You know, it's yeah. been that many. It's been that many episodes. Ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Still it feels like 400, in. Andy. <laughs> uh, it feels like just yesterday. We've actually been doing this for a year. We started last October because wow. right around this time we released one of the first few episodes and I spent an entire week editing it, editing out all of the uh, sounds of Greg carving a pumpkin while he was doing the episode. Oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Uh, Dude, it's enough, festive. It's sure. people in the mood, you know? You know what else sure. they love to hear? I don't know if you have any food you can eat or uh, something you can drink on the microphone because people up, love Andy. listening to that. Andy, oh, you broke up again. God yeah, that all right, that was our fourth person, the robot that we have on this call. <laughs> all right, <hang laughs> on. I fucking hate this. All right, hang on. We're back. And we're back. Thanks. Andy. Yeah. Give me a test. Test. Me, mommy, mama, mama, mommy. How did that sound on your end? <laughs> Sounded great on my end. How does it okay. sound on your end? Well, give me one. Give me a range. No. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. How is that? Okay. That was oh, pretty wait. good. Now, here, hang on. I have I have something to show you, boys. Better not be your dick again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This comes in from the top. <laughs> <laughs> I would be super impressed if I was able to do that. Just dangle my, my Johnson out from over the top of the keyboard. The Johnson. Ugh. So during this whole pandemic, every time I get a little depressed and shit, I buy something stupid that I don't need. Mm-hmm. And in this case, Padres. It is a Tom Brady high school jersey. Holy shit. Dude. <laughs> you know that's Where what did his high school get is. that? <laughs> right? <laughs> that's I don't even know. Wow. Yeah, like that's that's pretty. You don't know where you got it. 
uh, the internet, man. You just, I just I went down a rabbit hole and somehow found a Tom Brady. That's ridiculous. Jersey. It was like forty bucks. It was like from China, obviously. Did you feel weird buying a a jersey of a player that's not currently on the Patriots? No, but I felt weird of buying uh, a jersey of somebody who at the time was uh, not of legal age. <laughs> mm. I basically bought a kid's jersey. And that that one it got here that that hit me and I felt a little weird about it. No, yeah. no one thinks of it that way though. It's a pretty sweet jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the older I get, the more I think like it's kind of ridiculous that I like idolize these people that are like younger than me. Yeah. You know, like when you were like 15, it was like, yeah, one day I want to grow up and be that. Now I'm like, it was aspirational. Yeah. 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 Now, now, it's, now it's, it's like, not. it's kind of sad. Nah, not for me. <laughs> exactly. that. Like, I'm so fucking useless in my life that I have to, like, watch uh, the block off one day of my week every week just to watch these fucking young kids that are actually doing something with their lives. Yeah, yeah welcome to America, America Jersey, Jesus man. Christ. <laughs> Looking like a true one percenter there. <laughs> okay, Steve. Get political. All of us over here Steve. sitting at home. We got Sundays, baby. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, that It was just a fleeting thing in my mind. Now I've, it's not going to stop me. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm still all in for no oh, reason. Oh yeah, <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, speaking of jerseys, though, who are you, who do you have on there? Oh, this is a special treat for you guys, right? Yeah, now. yeah. This should make the pod though, because this, in honor of the 2003 starting, is a Eugene Wilson jersey. <laughs> Not that. Talk so, about a deep cut, huh? Right. So, so like my excuse for my Jersey purchases are you can find anything on the internet. Where the hell did you find a Eugene Wilson Jersey? It's an interesting story. Cause I'll stand up for you. Oh, this thing's massive, so right? It's a dress. It's a dress. Yeah. So I, it, it must be from, I mean, around this time frame. Wilson's only on the Patriots for like five years. So mm. I would have been younger than like 16 when I got this. Okay. And I remember it fitting like a dress and I got it for Christmas and I'm pretty sure mom and dad had to personalize or sorry, Santa Claus had to personalize the Jersey <laughs> with the name and number on it. Cause they didn't actually sell Eugene Wilson jerseys. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's an expensive gag gift. <laughs> what do you mean gag gift? I love Eugene Wilson. Did you? I did. You were, you were I'd Eugene like Wilson Stan. Okay. I, this I is his debut game here, right? Uh, it may have been, uh, cause yeah, yeah he was playing his in, season. Yeah. He was playing in week one, but yeah. Was he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there wasn't much happening in week one. Next year is where he really puts his stamp on the league. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has similar stats this year, actually four interceptions, yeah. but there's nine one game in defended. particular. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Not going to ruin too much of a spoiler, but there's one game where he just lays lumber. (laughs) And that's what made me buy the jersey is basically that one game. All right. I can't wait till we get there. Mm -hmm. But uh, for now, we're talking about New England traveling to Philadelphia, where I hear it's always sunny. To city of brotherly love. Yeah. No, I, I, I know there's a lot of love happening in in that area of the country. Um, unless you're Santa Claus or this is the podcast of brotherly love. Oh, (laughs) I love you. I love you guys. I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't wait until like half an hour in this pod where, where Greg decides like he usually does every week to say that he hates us. Yeah. <laughs> I just did we yoga. All know it's coming. I just did yoga. I'm in a oh, very true, zen yeah. mood right now. Yeah. That's nice. Maybe we should do that every time before the pod. Mm, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Shout out Andy's wife. She's an excellent yoga teacher. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am also biased, but no, she's legit. Yeah, she is legit. And she has the patience to put up with me and yes. doing this yes. podcast do every week. To be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah she, she's a preschool teacher. So she deals with three year olds all day and then comes home and deals with another one at home all day. A two year old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't give me Not great. It's a, it's a step down when she gets home. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes, uh, City of Brotherly Love in the brand new Lincoln Financial Field, which has just been built this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the commentators made some sort of comments. Phil Sims and Greg Gumbel made some sort of comment about how when the Eagles are actually good, this stadium is going to be great to play in for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hasn't happened yet. So, but the boos were resounding. Like you can yes. hear them fantastic, which brings me to my first point of this game. It was really weird for me. And I'm surprised it hasn't hit me yet of listening to a game or watching a game where you can hear the crowd and it being like having an effect on the game. Like it was super loud at the beginning of this game to the point where, you know, there was like false starts happening and Brady was having trouble like getting audibles out and stuff like that. And I forgot what that was like. Hardcore booze stood out a lot more to me than just like them making it tough on Brady. And the boo birds were out in this game. Yeah. Early. Early, yeah, hard, and like I was like, wait a minute, haven't the Eagles been to like the NFC Championship game a bunch of years in a row? Like, didn't they just come off an NFC Championship game and it's like week two? Well, that's yeah. part of it, though, right? I mean, they're they're they've gone to two straight NFC Championships with a really talented team and blown it, and they're coming in this year being like, okay, this is the year, like it's Super Bowl or bust. We can't keep doing NFC Championships, and then lose two straight games right off the bat. And they actually got shut out week one as well. Yeah. And they played in week one, the Eagles played the Bucks, who is who they had lost to last year in the NFC Championship game and got shut out 17 nothing. Yeah. Shout out Which Ronde was... Barba, put fucking <laughs> Veterans Stadium to rest. Uh... <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well put. He did. He fucking put that stadium to sleep. <laughs> They, they went to this, the NFC Championship this year as well and next year. Yeah. So those, yeah. those but, fans are just yeah. like overreacting like crazy. Just like earlier in last oh. week, they said drive into the game and they said this is a must win game. And then we the Bills fans yeah. are booing them, you know, like two, like a, a week and a half into the season. But yeah, booing nice them no. like halfway through the second quarter when the pages are up 14 to three or whatever it was. Yeah. But yeah. is there an overreaction right. though? If if like you have a, a t- enough talent on a team to win Super Bowls and you feel like you're kind of pissing away that like those golden years, which they kind of did. If yeah, you're good enough I- to make it to four straight NFC championships and you don't win a Super Bowl, that's that's a disappointment, right? Yeah. Well, we can ask Trevor about the Tigers going to the like NLDS or ALCS a bunch and losing. Didn't the Braves do something similar too? Yeah. I get what you're saying, but I think you'd rather be there. Same with the Bills going to yeah. the Super Bowl and losing them all. They'd rather be there. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's true. But there's a different standard when you're that good of what you expect from your team. I agree, but like at least in New England, they're a little more, you know, week two, you're not booing. You're like, all right, you know, we early stuff's always, you know, most important football's later and blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, are you talking about these New England Patriots? Have you have you listened to sports talk radio this year? No, I don't listen to sports <laughs> talk radio because it's I all just not. idiots. This guy is Dude, they falling. They talk about falling. him. They they uh, they did him on they did a bit on North Carolina radio uh this week. <laughs> no, and they, they they played a clip of Michael Felger like oh. shitting on the Patriots and then shit on Michael Felger. That was like Good. their bit. It was oh, awesome. Man, I wish wow. I could put that. That's in. amazing. Yeah. And they called him Kirk Minahan too. That was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> intentionally or unintentionally? I think unintentionally. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah. And that you know that say. probably pissed off Felger. Oh, I oh, yeah. hope so. Yeah, that that's all the shtick is these days. They're talking about how Belichick uh, like the game is beyond him and yada, yada, yada. And he, he can't draft anymore. Yeah. All the, I, I don't even want to get into it. Yeah. I'll get riled up real quick. Yeah. Just typical bullshit. New England sports talk radio. So I do have some notes on Eagles fans though. Ooh. want to get into okay. that now. Yeah. I mean, obviously they have quite a reputation. They do. Know? And and it's worth discussing whether that uh, reputation is legit or not. Okay. Um, I, I have a quote here. Uh, the national perception of Philadelphia sports fans is that they are lunatics, almost pathologically negative. And I think it is a richly justified reputation. <laughs> <laughs> who said that? <laughs> it was like some guy wow. who wrote for a Philadelphia newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> so a guy who knows. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, also have a quote from Emmett Smith. Uh, I don't know why they call it the city of brotherly love. They never, they never gave no love to no brothers here. <laughs> Which coming oh, from Emmett Smith makes sense because yeah. they definitely hate the Cowboys. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they booed Michael Irvin when they thought he was paralyzed. Yes. Yep. His his last like moments on a field was. Philadelphia cheering his neck injury. Yeah. <laughs> he never played Oops. again after that? I think that was the end of his career, yeah. Wow. Um, I wrote down a couple other ones that I thought were noteworthy. I mean, obviously, we all know about the them throwing snowballs at Santa. Of course. Um, what I did not know is that part of the reason was because the team was winning, they were pissed off. <laughs> what? So they, they had started the season at 0-11. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, they had started 0-11, and they won two straight games, and everyone was pissed because they were losing their draft <laughs> position, and yeah. it was the year O.J. Simpson was coming out of college. Oh, my God. No way. Yeah, so they were all fucking boozed up and pissed off because the <laughs> team was winning, so they fucking threw snowballs at Santa. <laughs> oh, That's ridiculous. That sounds, like, that sounds like a Jets sort of thing right there. Yeah. 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 Um, there's an instance... This is uh, for the Flyers where uh, Ty Domi, a guy for Maple Leafs, was getting fights. Uh, he was like an enforcer. And, yeah. he, and some fan broke through the glass in the penalty box and tried to fight Ty Domi. <laughs> and then Ty Domi just kicked his ass. Yeah, no shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he does uh, for a living. Yeah, exactly. This one, this one was probably the, the most like offensive. Um this was at a Phillies game where 
there were these two fans there that were getting kicked out. So there's an off-duty cop and he's like, he's getting these two guys, he like reported him, they're getting kicked out. He's like 21 year olds. And as the guy is leaving, he sticks his finger down in throat and intentionally pukes on an off-duty cop and his 11 year old daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Wasn't there like a whole bunch of stuff around when they won the Super Bowl too? Like there was somebody, there's some with a horse and poop. Yeah, uh, like like one of the fans was eating horse shit, which you know, mm-hmm. that's you do you. Good if you want to celebrate, that's yeah. great. But I mean, yeah, it really doesn't hurt anybody else but that person, you know. Yeah, yeah. Intentionally yeah. puking on somebody else you know, that's got a lot of collateral damage. You just eating horse poop, you know. Mm-hmm. You do you, I guess. I mean, I can't imagine it stayed down though, right? Uh, find a guy and get him on the pod, Andy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll look him up next time the yeah. pages play the Eagles. Maybe so for the only... for maybe for the 2004 Super Bowl episode, we'll have him on. <laughs> yeah, that would be a guest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a get. So, just like to touch on Veterans Stadium too. So that's 1971 to 2002 was Veterans Stadium, and obviously it had like quite a reputation. And I guess it had like a it was like unique in that it had a ton of different like levels. So there was a 700 level where oh, it was boy. so high up there that like they said you had to use binoculars to see what was going on. <laughs> and uh, the Wikipedia said it had a, the 700 level had a reputation for hostile taunting, fighting, public urination, and general strangeness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, what a way to describe a section of a stadium. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, that's usually how the top levels of stadiums go. Like, if you're in the 300s, yeah, yeah. Pat's game. There's not really 700s. There's like three or four, maybe. That's what right. I mean. Yeah, it's usually the 300s. Oh, give me the seventh floor, please. Yeah. And that barrier, <laughs> you know, just like creates more like... I'm. I want to get away with something because I'm like, there's oh, some oh, yeah. sort of like they can't see me down there. They're in the 600 level, you know. I can do. <laughs> yeah. I want. You end up pissing off the edge of the 700 level <laughs> on the 600 level though. Yeah. Those hoity-toity motherfuckers in their 600 yeah, yeah. level <laughs> yeah. have no what idea the how good they, do they think they are. Down <laughs> guy's not even using binoculars. <laughs> Hit that motherfucker with a snowball. Well, that was like Greg when. Uh, the Brown family went to the past game and for some reason there was like two sets of tickets. One was down in the hundred level, which is where everybody sat, but those two other tickets that were up in the three hundreds and me and you took those remember. Mm-hmm. And it was a snow game. And literally every time somebody stood up to walk out of the section, literally the rest of the section pelted them with snowballs. Yeah. Yeah. Including like a seven year old kid. <laughs> what? Felt a little rough. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck it. Yeah. Well, there there was a story about that too in Philly in uh, 1989, a game against the Cowboys. They were all it was snowing. They're all pissed drunk, and they were like, they had to like take the players off the field because they were throwing like ice snowballs onto the field. And they ended up the NFL banned beers from their stadium for two games after that incident. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That would just made him more angry, though. I feel like you say, did anybody show up to the game? What happened on the game back? What happened three games later? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, this that's, Eagles... that's the environment they're going into here. Right, yeah. And, and with a brand new stadium. And um, uh, like you said, an Eagles team is kind of underperforming. 
because this is this is year three of their four year string of a uh, NFC championship games, right? And like we said, this didn't start off well. The the at first I thought they were misspeaking, but they were talking about how the first points of the season for either team was the field goal that New England kicked in the first quarter of this game. Mm-hmm. They had gone like four and a half quarters without scoring uh, any points. And the Eagles didn't score until the second quarter. So they didn't score until their sixth quarter of the NFL season, which tough look, but you know, different era is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously running this team was a very decisive character, I would say, in Donovan McNabb. Like every decisive? time you read, I think so. Well, uh, for Philadelphia fans. Is that like the good, right word? Decisive? Yeah, good decision making or divisive. Like divisive. Divisive. Yeah, not decisive. Divisive. Yes. Uh, this is on I, tape, yeah. Andy. We can go back I and think they find still out what he said. Well, I think they hate him from the get-go. They didn't like when they drafted him, right? Didn't he get booed when mm-hmm. he got drafted? I don't remember. Yeah. Ricky Williams. <laughs> Uh, it was Rick, oh, right. Ricky Williams. And, and I watched a video of that too. And just seeing a, a, a grown man who flew to the draft, an NFL draft, got dressed up in shoulder pads, painted his face green, and then started yelling at the stage when they didn't draft the player he wanted. It's just like imagine, like imagine what his wife thinks, or just like anybody, like his friends. Like, how are you not embarrassed to do that? I love the fact that you think that dude is married. Yeah, right. He's probably married to the game. <laughs> he sure the fuck is. Ball is life. That yeah. Um, but even this season, like the the Wikipedia was talking about how. Uh, there were calls early in the season to replace McNabb with backup AJ Feely. Mm, touchy Feely. <laughs> but yeah. McNabb would find his rhythm and enjoy a great season. Uh, I think great might be a little overstated. Threw for 3,200 yards, 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. But I don't know if you can put that all on him because this receiving crew is one of the worst I've seen like since we started doing this podcast. Like there's usually at least a name that you're like, okay, yeah, that's the number one guy in this. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some names. You tell me who was the leading receiver in terms of yards. Ready? Mm-hmm. Freddie Mitchell. Freddie Mitchell, James Thrash, Todd Pinkston, Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley. I think they're not the worst, but those are those are the top four wide receivers. I mean, all right. Well, who's who's name. your number one guy? Who's your number one guy in that? Deuce. Uh, Freddie Mitchell, James Thrash, Todd Pinkston, Deuce Staley. Are you Mitchell talking yards? Yeah, he was I'm talking receiving guy. yards, yep. Mitchell was our number one guy, I feel like. His, he was Fred X, remember? Because he Mitchell always was, delivers. Was, uh, had the third most yards receiving on this team. It was Deuce. Uh, Deuce was number four. He was the fourth four. leading receiver yeah. as a running back with 382 yards and two touchdowns. Freddie Mitchell didn't cross 500. He had 498. Pinkston? Todd Pinkston was your number one wide receiver on this Eagles team with 575 yards and two touchdown catches. It's such a beta name, too. Todd Pinkston. (laughs) Be more of a cuck, bro. (laughs) So I had some... uh, It it did, uh, for some reason, spark something in me for nicknames. Okay. 
Because as soon as I heard Pinkston, all I could think was Todd two in the Pinkston. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I put together a couple more. Uh, James, don't forget to take out the thrash. Was one <laughs> okay. or James thrash metal would be good too, but that's mm-hmm. a little too easy, too on the nose. Uh, the Patriots had um, Tyrone paddling pool. <laughs> <laughs> or Tyrone deep end of the pool, whichever one you want to do. Uh, Tyrone deep don't end of the run pool, by the pool. When they're throwing it deep. When they're throwing <laughs> it deep, it's deep end of the pool. Yeah. Uh, and then also Brian Kanye Westbrook. Oh, which I kind of liked. What about Dan copping a feel? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got one that's Not even worse. All right, listen. Todd Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> what's his real name pinkston oh okay <laughs> oh, that's, that's a cuck i like that mm-hmm. simpson uh, i like that a lot steve because it is a cuck name too <laughs> oh man yeah but speaking of cucks uh there oh wait wait one more <laughs> okay uh adrian crispy clem That was a stretch. Yeah, that was a bit of a stretch. Uh, I uh, it was Adrian Richard Seymour Butts. <laughs> the Simpsons shout out there. Oh, yeah. We'll tell it to Steve when he gets back. Because <laughs> he's going to like that one. Yeah, where the fuck did he go? I didn't even see him leave. Uh, but yeah, speaking of of betas, the rushing attack on this team was not great either. How the f- By the way, the Eagles finished 12-4 and four and made it to the nfc championship game with like not much going on they didn't have a thousand yard rusher they did they barely had a 500 yard receiver they barely had a thousand yards receiving in general and still went 12 and 4 with this team don McNabb, andy reed that was good McNabb. i mean he andy reed too win some games that andy reed's a great coach i mean they had a decent defense right dawkins yeah yeah the, yeah, the defense was uh, led by Troy Vincent. He had three picks. Uh, Corey Simon had seven and a half sacks as a defensive tackle, which is pretty impressive. He was a monster. He had a great sack in this game, too. And at linebacker, the leading tackler was Mark Simino. So, I mean, names I've heard of, but they're not yeah, like in the pantheon. You know what I mean? Well, what about Dawkins? I mean, he th- this is Dawkins' team, right? Is he on this team? I don't think I so. I think he was he was injured in this game, I believe. Not, yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, they had they had a bunch of injuries coming into this. And they had a bunch of injuries leaving it too. Like yeah, uh, they were in there like they at one point in the fourth quarter their backup defensive interior lineman was down on the ground and had to get carted off. So there was just like nobody left on defense. Yeah, so McNabb was a pro bowler. Um, Troy Vincent was a pro bowler. Corey Simon. Yeah. Maybe Dawkins isn't on this. Oh, he, he's on it. He didn't make the pro bowl. Yeah. I think, oh, I think he, he played seven started. games. Yeah. He yeah. only played yeah. seven games this year. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, like the defense was, was decent on this team. Uh, but it was kind of the, the, combined rushing attack because i think what happened was Deuce staley sat out at the beginning of the season and um uh, yeah he had a he had a whole a preseason holdout and so they kind of turned it into a running back by committee that you would see the patriots do 
with, I mean, these, these are some names. You got uh, Brian Westbrook, mm. Corey Buckhalter, and Deuce mm-hmm. Staley. Oh, yeah. And, and McNabb <laughs> chipping yeah. in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. So there was seven, they were the seventh ranked defense yep. in points, but 20th in yards and 11th ranked offense in points, but 18th in yards. So, you know what? That might have something to do with coaching. Yeah. You know, the more you think about it, if, if there's a big disparity between your yards and your points, I think that's, that's probably a lot to do with Andy Reid. Yeah. Executing once you get in that red zone. Mm -hmm. This is young Brian Westbrook too, right? Uh, Young-ish. Young-ish. Yeah. I don't know how. It's 2002. This is rookie year. Really? Yeah. yeah. I watched the highlights and they said, Uh, because Westbrook has a pretty bad fumble on a punt return on this game. Yep. And they're like, oh, we like this guy, but here's a fumble. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Andy Reid real quick, though, because I think he, at this point, he's probably one of the top coaches in the league, right? For sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he finally won his first Super Bowl. I think that a lot of people seem to think that's going to get him over the edge in terms of being in the Hall of Fame. They're saying that was like the one thing holding him back. Um, so, in terms of playing the Patriots, though, they really had his number while he was on the Chiefs. He never beat Belichick or Belichick Patriots anyway while he was on the Chiefs. He was 0-4 in his four tries with the Eagles. This one, obviously, and then the Super Bowl and a couple others. What's his total record? But since he's been on the Chiefs, uh, he's evened up. He's 3-3 and against Belichick as a member of the Chiefs. So 7-3? and Yeah. But much better lately than he has been. Well, but how many of those have been way. like the the most recent? Because obviously, you know, twenty twenty he had one. Um, but oh, but so just, actually- just in general terms, he's he's always been like a pretty excellent coach, right? I mean, two thousand through two thousand and four, so five straight years he had eleven plus wins with the Eagles. Yeah, and then. 2015 through current he's he just had five straight seasons of 10 or more wins how did that separation happen then how is like jeff hanging out here at mediocrity and just floating by (laughs) and andy reed gets cut from the eagles what the fuck with the eagles how did that happen how did they let this guy go that's a good question i don't i think it's because he couldn't deliver the super bowl yeah maybe you see that with a lot of teams who can't get over i mean Think of Marty Schottenheimer. He got fired when he went, it was like 11 and five or something. 12 and four, like after 12 and four or 11 and five season, because his whole thing was he couldn't win the playoffs. I think it was after maybe after 06 when the Patriots beat him when they shouldn't have. And with the Marlon McCree got stripped by Troy Brown mm-hmm. that game. And I think after that, like, Marty Schottenheimer won all the games he was ever in, at least in the regular season. Yeah, but Marty Schottenheimer wasn't great, right? I mean, so he, the last few years in Philly, he wasn't great. He was eight and eight and then four and 12. And then he went to Kansas city. So there's like a six or seven year stretch here where he's got, I mean, he's not that four and 12 is his worst season as a coach, but there's a couple, like there's a six and 10 in there, eight and eight, a couple, eight and eights, nine and six. So I don't know. But having said that, even though the Patriots have had success against him, if you think about it, their kind of worst losses have been to like 
an Andy Reid Chiefs team. Like in 2014, that game where um, what's his name came out and said Tom Brady's not good anymore, or this Patriots mm. team is not good anymore. Dilfer. Yeah, Dilfer, right. And he came out and said that about right. the Patriots because what had just happened. Got their shit kicked in by the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night. Got their shit pushed in. Right. And then 2017, <laughs> week one, when uh, you ever had your shit pushed in? You know, you know what movie that's from? No. Training day. Have no. Steve. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Steve, um, we have not. one more nickname that when you left, we I thought you might like. Oh, lay it on me. Um, Richard Seymour Butts. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd like the Simpsons, right? Yeah, that's a Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Todd, Todd Simpson's in there telling that joke. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you interrupted for that. That was the perfect time for it. Yeah, very important. <laughs> no, you're not. You're right. Uh, but speaking of not being sorry, the other like big loss recently the pages suffered was the opening week of 2017. Where remember Kareem rookie Kareem Hump fumbled, yeah. fumbled his first carry, pitch recovered, and it looked like it was going to be a shit show. Look, and Andy, pitch... I'm not here to relive these memories more than having to watch the game. You know, <laughs> tough luck, Steve. Andy Reid is good. Eagles are dumb for letting him go. And yet, what happened in 2003 Week Two? What was the score? We should probably say the wow. final score here. What was the final score, Steve? Thirty-one uh, ten. 31-10, your New England Patriots. Yeah, at some point it was like 10 to 7. I think it might have even been 7-3 Eagles at one point, but then they just kept turning yep. the ball over and we scored a million touchdowns to Fourier. Mm. Yeah, I think they had they had like five total turnovers. They were sloppy with six. The ball. Six total turnovers. Not yeah. great. I, I mean, I don't think it was as lopsided as a score, though, right? No, it was pretty lopsided. Uh yeah. The boo I mean, had I, a lot of a lot of booing going on. <laughs> I mean, it's the turnovers, right? I think that was the yeah. Oh, yeah. what you, the game hinges it's on. Turnovers, like they couldn't get anything going without turning the yeah. ball over. I mean, yeah. Philly had more first downs. The yardage was pretty similar, three hundred nine to two sixty eight. Yeah, it's third down the, conversions were about the same. Mm-hmm. It's just the turnovers, right? Six turnovers to zero. Yeah, you're and we were super efficient in the red zone. Like every turnover was a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. they weren't kicking field goals. They were. It's they were Belichick punching. football, baby. Yep. Yeah, I think they, they turned those six turnovers into four touchdowns, I believe. I think that's what it was. Three or four touchdowns were directly off of uh, turnovers. One of them being a brewski pick six. Yeah. That this was number the, two uh, on the watch, Teddy. right? Yeah. Dude, I feel like we've, I feel like every game now is like a Teddy Brewski touchdown. I like, know, we talked about second. it once, and now it's like, what the fuck? How is he scoring <laughs> so many touchdowns? <laughs> I don't remember any of these, but he's done yeah. it. Yeah. If yeah. you watch the game, you can see Pepper Johnson so hype mm. about it. Yeah. He was all about that. And the commentators are like, are they saying boo or brew? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, a lot to boo about for the Eagles. And they, they let them have Booerns. Booerns. <laughs> Simpsons reference. We should work in more Simpsons references here. Apparently, we're about to. Yeah. I mean, this is like heyday Simpsons, too. That is. Really I've been watching them 2000. all over again, too. Of course you have. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Eat my salad eat and watch the Simpsons episode on lunch every day. That's what I'll do from work from home. 
You lead a thrilling life. You and your salad. That is, that is the most typical Steve thing. Of that. He's like <laughs> bragging about eating a salad and watching Simpsons. <laughs> Great life, dude. Salads are huge too. The size of my head. I put a fucking million things in them. They're delicious. Yeah, they're not even healthy if they're like that, dude. <laughs> they're delicious though. You might as well just eat four cookies instead. That's what right. I do. I eat four cookies and watch fucking Patriots highlights. Mm. That's my lunch. Oh, cool. Because cool. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you hit a nerve, Grant. I have a tall glass of ice water and I read books yeah. at my lunch. Just <laughs> <laughs> because I like to stay hydrated. <laughs> I read the New Yorker magazine. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> yeah. of nice hydrated body parts. <laughs> I, uh, oh, boy. We can go into how much you hate the commentators, Andy, because there was one that was so bad I rewinded it and watched it again. Which one was that? They had um, like a cut to Armin Katayan on the sideline. Mm. Great name, by the way. Looking like a snack. I'll give him that. And uh, <laughs> yeah. they like made a joke about him being on GQ. He's like, yeah, I was on the cover of GQ magazine recently. He's like, ha, ha, ha. And then they cut back to the booth. And I forget who it was. ago. said, yeah, they were showing your feet. <laughs> and that's where that's it ended. Right. And then he went on to like the play. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so his feet were on the cover of GQ? <laughs> What? Yeah, that that one definitely didn't land either because it was mm. silent afterwards. It was it was so ridiculous. What could um, even Phil, be in, inferring there? Do you think uh, Armin Kinsane like watches a, that a and then like model? I don't know. Or he's got like Phil, the only good thing about him, him is his feet. That's what I. That's Maybe, what I, think. I mean, the only thing I can think of is like you know, like oh, you're I'm a model. No, I'm a hand model. Oh you know, right, like, right. Yeah. But but then you would say like hand not foot like no one's yeah. a foot model except for like foot fetish porns <laughs> so yeah maybe that maybe the world was just a more naive place back in the day <laughs> yeah. yeah they didn't have foot fetish porn phil sims loves it when he does uh that's ryan games you know they meet up afterwards search for aol keyword foot fetish <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know uh, they had some good ones with the brew Instead of boo, well, and they had some misses with the feet thing. Well, they did have um, something that I, I'm going to claim as uh, vindication because it's not just me that hates the Eagles or the commentators. And during the commercial break, they showed us up here in the booth. Boos began. Oh, a lot, oh, a lot of boos. You know, and then and then the camera zoomed in on you, and they intensified. So I felt pretty good about yeah. that. Yeah, they shouldn't boo me here, though. I threw many interceptions, lots of them. So see, they should have loved it when I came to town. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. pretty hilarious. <laughs> All right, Phil Sims. <laughs> uh, so it's not just me that hates the commentators; it's the entire city of Philadelphia. So I don't know yeah. if I feel vindicated by that because they seem to hate everybody. Yeah, they booed their own team when they're winning. They booed Santa, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel a kinship to the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, you would fit in there. I think I would. I think I was born in the wrong area of the country. Mm. Mm. It's Maybe very, dist- it's very like the. I don't know where I fall on that as far as like uh, one end of the spectrum, right? Is like complete apathy, like an LA sports town where it's, you, no one gives a shit. And they're not actually like, they don't care about the sport. And then there's the far other end where it's like Philadelphia, where they're like destructive and how serious they take it. Yeah. And I think, I don't, I don't know. Where do you think the Pats fall there? Not nearly. 
they're towards the Philadelphia end of things. I think so too. But recent years, it I, feels a bit apathetic. I gotta admit. Well, I think that's because we're spoiled. Mm. I mean, it's hard to be destructive in your fandom when you win the Super Bowl every other year. Right, right, right. It's six yeah. Super Bowls last twenty years. Yeah. Like, and if we're not winning the Super Bowl, we're winning, you know, a World Series oh, or mm-hmm. a Stanley Cup or yeah. the NBA championship. It's like, yeah, yeah. Because even bef- before all of these, this happened, like Red Sox Nation was considered as like, bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 And then you talk about the media; they're always shitting on people. I, I think. David Price would would like to have a word. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're just a bunch of big meanies. <laughs> <laughs> Probably even Tom Brady at the end there. Like all the only Maybe. thing. Because I, I actually heard something today about how um, when does the Tampa Bay media start asking him if he's coming back next year? <laughs> I can't believe they're not already asking because, him. Because like he right. I mean, we're already half a quarter of the way through the season and, uh, you know. Is he coming back? I think that this is about the time that New England media would would start asking that question for the past what ten years. I don't know. I think it's only a certain voices are amplified louder than others. I don't think a lot of people feel that way. But I it's also a lot like, of frustration gets let out when you win a ton. So there's no yeah. build up like you do have in like Philly at this time, right? You I mean even getting mm-hmm. teased in Buffalo, probably the prime example for that. Going yeah. to all the Super Bowls and losing, and then being bad for so long. Yeah. Yeah, I think Buffalo is where, like, I think is the ideal place of, Mm -hmm. like, fandom because they are super passionate. They know what's going on, but they never cross that line of, like, what is what is over the top? Like, yeah, it's too, you know, like, I go to a Buffalo game and everyone shits on me because I'm a Pats fan and they all, like, chirp at you, but you you don't have to worry about getting in a fight. Yeah, they're still in party mode. Yeah, they're still like having a good time. They're like self-aware. Yeah. They like yeah. they're they're just there to chirp, you know, and have a good shit. But I think Philly crosses that line maybe to a certain degree. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've never been to Philly or Baltimore because for that same sort of reason. Mm. Yeah. And Baltimore's pretty close. The like, yeah. Orioles are fine, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean I've been to Bill's game and nobody's purposely thrown up on me. So <laughs> I'm just afraid of the now. There are like, something that's happening like there. every time something gets started. Like you throw me out. Oh, you know what you're doing, right, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just his go-to. I hope he knew the guy was an under, or, uh, off-duty cop too. Oh, I'm down because that would make it so much like more ballsy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't arrest me. Yes, I can. I'm an undercover cop. Oh yeah, <laughs> Trump undercover this. <laughs> Was it Philly yeah, where the bro. where the guys punched the uh, punched the the horse too? Mm-hmm. Is that Philly? Yeah. Nobody did it like Sunderland though. Oh boy. <laughs> English Premier League soccer, Sunderland Fair Newcastle. Life. Have you seen that video? Uh-uh. Of the guy, there's a fan like they're like not a riot, but there's like a little kerfuffle after the game. They send yeah. in the cops, English the horses. And this dude legitimately squares up a horse and is just like, <laughs> right, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And just fucking thumps it. <laughs> like he was like boxing a horse, not just like ran through and punched. Not him. just a sucker punch. Yeah. Just like it's one up. of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my God. All right. We may have to add that to the, did the, the did show. The horse just take it? Oh yeah. He got fucked up. Right. Immediately. Yeah. The horse probably right is like, get off of yeah. me. 
Yeah, the horse didn't give a shit. It's a fucking like <laughs> 65 year old overweight English dude. It's <laughs> <piss> drunk. <laughs> Probably no shirt on, sunburn. Yeah. 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 Definitely yeah. sunburn. Yeah. Oh, God. So yeah, you want to but, give a quick run through how this how this game unfolded then? That's basically what I was going to do. I was trying to figure out a good way to, to segue into it. But yes, um, not much really happened in the beginning because both teams were still, I think, struggling generally. Um, the Patriots did manage uh, to kick a field goal, and that was about it. But I mean, they drove to inside the 10-yard line and settled for a field goal. Uh, start of the second quarter, the Eagles would actually put together their only real drive of the of the game, and it was a Deuce Staley touchdown run, which was, I believe, one of their three third down conversions on the game. Oof. Yes, was a touchdown run on third and goal out of fourteen tries. So not great. Uh, so New England actually gets the ball back and responds, drives all the way down, and then. Ken Walter muffs the hold, bounces off his noggin, goes backwards. Patriots don't get yeah. a field goal. Um, that that was probably the low point of this game for the Pats. Wasn't that the was it the long snapper? It looked like the snap was the issue. The snap was high, but it still went right through Ken Walter's hands. There's who a had already had a 26 yard punt in the first quarter when the Pages were like doing well in field position and basically just like changed the whole field position like battle and then he lets that go through his hands off his face and uh the eagles recover like almost at midfield at that point because it was kind of a longish field goal already anyway um but not to be outdone on the very next play and this this highlights on the website because it's fantastic McNabb somehow just straight up drops the football he like soap in the shower pulls his hand hand up to to throw it and the ball just doesn't come with him and just drops on the ground and uh page recover this is literally like the first play after the muffed don't drop the soap that's right and he did Mm -hmm. rule number one and he it kind of looked like he made a bit of a business decision uh cam newton style a cam newton decision yeah not jumping on that (laughs) football so new england recovers um and this is where the pages actually get start to get moving uh, they drive downfield and Brady finds Fourier for his first touchdown. Uh, and then New England gets, once they get the ball back, they don't go anywhere and they have to punt it. But then it, uh, this is where another turnover happens where, um, what's the name? Rookie Brian Kanye Westbrook <laughs> muffs the punt as recovered by Bethel Johnson. Bethel. Who, yeah. Rookie. Rookie yeah. Bethel Johnson, who I had forgotten about, but he actually like had himself a game this game. He actually had a pretty decent career, if I remember. Like not like amazing, but not he, terrible. He was a second round draft pick, though, so I yeah. think that he came be in super with those. fast. Yeah. Probably should, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had two catches for twenty one yards, for the longest of seventeen. We'll uh, leave that part he, out. He's also like uh, him and Charles Johnson. Remember. You, that's what you might be thinking of, Steve. Charles Jackson? No, no. Chad Jackson. Johnson went to another, Chad he Jackson. Went to another team and like played. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel Johnson, yeah, he played for the Ravens afterwards, I want to say. 
Oh, no, Minnesota. A couple yeah. other teams, too. Nope. No? <laughs> Stat check. You played three years in New England and one with Minnesota. Okay, Never so... Never started more than five games, which is... Apparently, Bethel Jackson is a Presbyterian church in Jackson, Mississippi. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may want to look for Bethel Johnson. John, dude, Johnson's Jackson's fucking... It's all, I always get those guys confused because it's all the same shit. What? Are you with me? No. Are you like lying? tall, skinny, fast guy that really couldn't do much. Chad Jackson, Charles oh, okay. Rogers, yeah, yeah. Bethel yeah. Johnson. They're all just a generic names. Like it's all the same player to me. Not yeah, like it's, Browns. It's like one of those made Browns up names really you get. Out, you know? mm. Oh yeah. Browns I'll remember. That's not generic at all. But yeah, Bethel Johnson, uh, I believe they drafted him because he was like, he was supposed Looking to be fast. super fast. Yeah. yeah. And that was like all he had. So he was returning kicks too. Uh, Cause I think he returned the opening kick in this game, which made me write down his name and think, Oh fuck Bethel Johnson. And then like he actually done other stuff. One of those things was recovering this muff punt that we're talking about. Took the Patriots okay. up and like inside the 20 yard line. Can I do a, can I do a, a, a name pun here? Okay. Give me a Burmanism. Um, Oh, little town of Bethlehem, Johnson. <laughs> wow, that's a little too much. <laughs> too long. All right. All right. Noted. Uh, Noted. That was all right. That was all right. He's going to say chocolate. it over and over again. You know, Chris Berman's got to deliver these highlights if he's if the names are too long to take too long to come out, you know? Dude, some of his names were like uh, like a 15-second song. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have too many of those, though, you know? Mm. That's my point. Well, we've only got the Bethel Johnson one. Uh, yeah, so uh, after this muff punt that Bethel Johnson recovers, uh, New England basically started the Philly 15, and I think it was like first or second play. Brady finds 4AA off that hard play action that he does that for some reason worked really well, even though they, they weren't running the ball. Because this is definitely like Antoine Smith running out of gas, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think I saw him actually find a hole in the in the, the defensive line to, to actually run through. He just like puts his head down, and just like runs into the line, not looking where he's going, just like trying to bash out a few yards. Yeah. I, I feel like we all realized this earlier, but I thought Corey Dillon was on this team and he comes a year later. Yeah. Which is so like, Kevin how Falk actually the ball with like him just floundering back there and knowing they're not going to like put somebody in who's like really good because then we would have right. gone and got Corey Dillon. Yeah, and Kevin Falk was kind of like the main running back yeah. in this game. He, he had a... the most snaps, I think. Like he started as the as the the running back, like to open the game. But if for like 2003, that's a different. Like no one had a light guy in there all the time, you know. Right, that's the thing. Also, different back. Yeah, and I think Kevin Falk was the lead rusher back in like 99 or 2000 and he finished with like six, 700 yards. So he wasn't like great at it, you know, cause he's like, you said, he's too small to run between the tackles, but in this game, let's see, Patriots leading rushers, Antoine Smith, 12 carries 25 yards. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Oof>. <laughs> with the longest of nine. It's even worse. So averaging about two yards a carry and Kevin Falk, seven carries 23 yards. It's not great, but better. Yes. But Kevin Falk also had four catches for 59 yards. Yeah, see, that's... Yeah, Brady weird. played really well, so it didn't really matter. I mean, yeah. he was slinging it. 
Brady is spreading it out. Do you think it's that he's too small to run between the tackles? I always thought it was like he wasn't. He relied a lot on like change of direction and like change of pace. Where it's like a a traditional running back is like put your foot in the ground and just like drive. Right. Where Kevin Falk was always like, I'll catch it and then like juke quit, you know? It's, he always yeah. seemed better fitted for uh, like a receiving back because of that, or like a draw draw play running back. Exactly. Yeah, he's really good out in in space, in but space, like yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think That's he was so that athletic, but he was just like a savvy, yeah. like shifty change of pace direction guy. Yeah. All right, I have a hot take for you. I, you know who's the best receiving back that we've had? You can call Shane Vereen, Kevin Falk, James White at running in between the tackles is. James White. No, that's someone better on the team. Rex Burkhead. Yeah, he's Ooh. actually legit at getting through those. He's yeah. actually his body's a little different. He's a little thicker, and he's not quite as good receiving as some of those other guys. But he's definitely a good receiver, and you get him in space, and he's pretty shifty too. So that's the thing. I think Rex Burkhead is a better runner than the Patriots' uh, receiving running backs, and a better receiver than their like run first running backs. Like he's a better oh, receiver than no, he's a better receiver than like Sony receivers, but he's, he's a better runner uh, like between the tackles than James white. So he's yeah, that so guy. He's, that he's a both. perfect fits in that, that little bit. And looks yeah, like but I don't think he's, he's, but the thing you never know is like, good what, enough is he either at uh blitz pickup though? Cause we always rate running backs by how they, yeah how they run or how they catch. But that's a huge part of, especially like a Belichick offense is how can you pick up blitzes? And that's something that like, unless you you're studying game film, you're not going to like pick up on every like good play, you know? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's why the, like a page is getting a lot of heat for drafting Sony Michelle over Nick Chubb. But yes, I think one of the knocks on Nick Chubb is that he's not great at pass protection and, and blitz pickup and that sort of stuff. So, mm. I mean, that changed and that changed the Atlanta Super Bowl. The running back missing a yep. blitz pickup. So, right. is, is not going to stop him now. He's like, Well, look, if he was good at his job, that play wouldn't have happened. And who knows? <laughs> it's a fair point. I mean, the, the drop off between one running back to the other is probably less than missing a critical block and getting a sack or a turnover yeah. in, a, in a big spot, you know? Especially in today's NFL, too, where it's yeah. mostly pass driven. Like yeah. at this point, it feels like most offenses are using the pass to set up the run instead of what it used to be when they the other way around. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. So, uh, there was no setting up anything in this game, though. Uh, the Patriots didn't do anything on the ground like we talked about. They had. 50 total yards rushing or something garbage like that. Uh, Tom Brady, third leading rusher on the Patriots with seven yards in this game. Nice. On six attempts. Good for him. <laughs> but they did do a couple of like, I, I feel like they've been doing it this season and a little bit of last season where even on like second and five, they're doing the Brady like goose the center QB sneaks just to get in third and short, like third and one, third and two just to get those like free yards, which I'm surprised you don't see more of because it's almost automatic really. But yeah, so six carries, you just, seven you just yards. just like saying goose. I do. I've noticed every time you say it, it you're like goose the center. You're like really you're emphasizes goose the, the goose part. <laughs> you, you goose him. It's nice. Give him the old fucking goose, dog. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that, that's all we have in the, the first half of this game. So Second going half, the uh, what's the score? 17 7 at half. 17 packs. 7, and the Boo Birds are out in force mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a lot. And for uh, perspective, they're four point favorites coming into this game, the Eagles. They really, yeah. I was wondering yeah. that actually. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots got their doors blown off in week one. So did the Eagles, though. They're, they're, the team hates their coach and yada, yada, yada. You know, Tom Jackson, all that. Oh, yeah, and I guess the Eagles were NFC Championship and we didn't even make the playoffs. Right. True. Right. So, and there's like a whole lot of turnover, too. Home. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes Speaking sense. That, the uh, Ted Washington played really good in this game. Yeah, I think the the defense as a whole did. Like the there was a lot of blitzing happening, and it seemed like every blitz got home. Uh, the Patriots sacked McNabb. I think it was eight times. I saw, yeah, eight times for forty three yards. And even when he wasn't getting sacked, he was getting a helmet in the chest pretty much every yeah. time he dropped back to pass. That's how Bruski got his pick six. It was similar to that uh, Rams Super Bowl. Yeah, so. Blocked. As he's throwing. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, Vrabel on both of them because there was also another. Yeah, it was Vrabel. Actually, let me see if I can bring this up because there was uh, an interception before that where here's a name for you. Let me find it. Uh, continue talking while I find this fucking game. So Donovan McNabb has, he's sacked eight times. He throws two picks. And how many fumbles did he have? Mm, I think he had two, but he recovered one of them. That's a fucking rough day at the office in front yeah. of your home fans. He goes 18 of 46 for 186 yards. <laughs> he, he almost threw the ball 50 times and he didn't even break 200. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like 30% completion or something. Yeah. God, no touchdowns. He had a rough day at the office. So, can you boys see this? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, this is the interception that he threw to Eric Morris, I believe. Eric. Yes. A-R-I-C. A-R-R-I-C. Never heard of him. Me, Me neither. neither. But, like, it looks bad. And this is like a can of corn. He threw it deep and the receiver didn't actually go deep. Um, but if you watch the play, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to key you into Mike Vrabel on the replay here um, who is right here and watch how he gets blocked. <laughs> <laughs> the offensive lineman's like, nah, not my problem. Not like, just, my wa- problem. just watch this guard. Like, oh my eh, God. nah, this is the <laughs> gift from your website, right? Andy. <clears throat> yeah. This, so this is on the pages dynasty website. It's the title of the gif, which was the name of it. Uh, it is. Oh, where is it? Uh, da, da, da. Oh, yeah. McNabb takes a shot from Vrabel and is easily picked off by Eric Morris. Eric. <laughs> so just you need to find that guy and be like, hey, Because you know he's of... telling people, yeah, I got an interception with the Patriots. And they're like, no, he didn't. He's like, yeah, I got a Super Bowl ring. And they're like, yeah. no way, Eric. Never heard of you. <laughs> now we can say, hey, dude, go on our website. We have a gift for you. Show all your friends. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is on here somewhere. He's not. Oh, you're you're hitting him up now. Okay, Eric. I'm just trying to find. No, oh, I must spell it right. A R I C. Eric Morris. Uh, I've 
never heard of him. Have you? No. Nope. Played in Tennessee uh, for three years, and then yeah. this is his last season of his career. Only ever start. He started ten games in two thousand one. Yeah, grand, uh, this is only interception. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a sweet. I mean, he's got to have a Super Bowl ring, though, right? You would expect so. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yeah. That's he's on awesome. the team. We're just finding new Super Bowl heroes. We don't even know about Eric Morris. Where would Eric Morris. Him? Yeah, with the can of corn interception. Just embodying the next man up philosophy of our team. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I, yeah, our... I think somebody went down. With an injury, which is why he was well, he probably doesn't field. play because they actually hit on a couple draft picks this year, right? Yeah, Sante Samuel. And yeah, you want to talk about our draft because you guys didn't get to that, right? And no, uh, no we really didn't one. talk about a week one, yeah, because this draft is stacked full of talent. Talk to me, all right. So, uh, first round 13th pick, Ty Warren out of Texas AM, nice, uh, second round. They picked Eugene Wilson, the uh, I guess he was a cornerback in college, but ended up playing safety. Yep, yep. Bethel Johnson also in the second round, fourth round. Dan Klecko out of Temple. All right. Asante Samuel, a fucking steal in the fourth round. Yeah. Oh, damn. Dan Copen, fifth round is another stud. Uh, Tully Banta Kane in the seventh round. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we did and talk about one the of these. Seventh round pick. And then the, the sixth round draft pick, yes. Cliff Kingsbury. We did talk about him last week. Is it that is that their entire draft picks or is there any like, really uh, known guys? Spencer Need in the seventh and Ethan Kelly in the seventh that didn't make the roster. Okay. But the rest of those that's guys a, that's did. a great draft. Great draft. All those guys contributed meaningfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two pro two pro bowlers, Samuel and Copen. And Tully Ben-Kane had at least a year with double-digit sacks. Yeah, he led the team in sacks in, I'm saying like 06-ish, give yeah. or take. Seventh-round draft pick. It's At some point, yeah. I've already it's told you that bad. story about uh, Kelly giving him the credit card. <laughs> no. I think you should tell it again. <laughs> I feel like I've heard it in passing. This is I don't like know if it's maybe showed up on the podcast. six or seven years ago. It was actually, it was probably closer to 10. It was when me and Kelly first started dating my wife. Um, and we were, we went to the, some kid in Maine. So I went to UNH, some kid in Maine used to throw this like big party every year. And he had this big mansion, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Tully Banta Kane ended up showing at the, showing up at the party with like a fucking ridiculous Lamborghini. It was fucking so sweet. <laughs> but we we're all God like, damn. We're all like college kids that love the Pats, and we're all like, "Oh my god, it's fucking Tully Vantakane, Tully Vantakane!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> too nervous to fucking talk to him or any of that shit. But we're on the dance floor, and Kelly's like, "Oh, these are the Patriots," and she goes up behind him and goes swipes between his butt cheeks with her hand. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I gave him the credit card." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What, what did the Tully game do? <laughs> I don't know where it came from or why she did it, but it was <laughs> awesome. And then uh, and then we got married. <laughs> <laughs> so has she ever given you the credit card? Or yeah. she just saved that for famous Dude, Patriot That's players? the only time I've seen her do it, too. <laughs> Maybe it's you jealous, Greg? I mean, it sounds like you're a little no, upset about that. I'm not jealous at all. I thought it was awesome. 
Oh, I mean, I can credit card you if you want. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that she's credit carding the fucking star, the, the leading sacker on the New England Patriots <laughs> at a house party in Maine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goddamn. You two are made for each other, really. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We like, are. we give oh, you yeah. a lot of shit for the shit you give her, but like, yeah. yeah she's one in the like, same. Yeah. Think about this. Kelly comes downstairs. Mom's listening to the podcast, looks over and goes, Kelly, I'm learning a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Chris is going to be awkward this year, isn't it? Yeah. If you guys come back to visit. Oh, mom yelled at me the other day when I called her. <laughs> Why? Uh, for the, 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 when we were talking about pictures of our willies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. I remember oh, the oh, background. Yeah. yeah. So, I, mom, I would like to take this moment to say sorry. I apologize. No more Willie talk on the on the pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says directly after the credit card story. Yeah, right. Hey, Dad, had nothing to do with Willie. Well, we've Andy. officially moved to butt talk now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, the uh, the Cam Newton erotica book review will have come out by this point. So, <laughs> yeah, you got you'll have other stuff to apologize when that comes yeah. out. <laughs> Yeah, is there any way we can like block her from listening to that? <laughs> uh, I could probably you have an IP yeah. address or something that yeah. can help you out. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, speaking of credit cards, though, you guys want to plop down your best and worst? <laughs> <laughs> you want to swipe that best right up your crack? Um. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to go first? I got a couple things to touch on that I got aren't one. necessarily game related. So you guys can take your pick. Go ahead, Steve. I had a setup this weekend where I had two TVs going. All right. So I watched the Patriots game and Red Zone. And then after the Patriots game, I put on old Patriots games with Red Zone on it. And the uh, Red Zone game that was like only two games were on at that point. And one of them was the Titans and one of them was the Bucks. So I was watching Vrabel coaching and Brady playing <laughs> while watching this game Both of Brady of and Vrabel playing. It was crazy. That's pretty. That's sick. I was like, this is from That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Crossing generations. Yeah. There. Oh my God. And like the That's difference really in the cool. quality between the two broadcasts was, mm. you know, you don't really notice until you put them right next to each other. Yeah. This was like, you can definitely tell that some of these games were recorded on VHS. Yeah. Yeah. And have been like digitized from the actual tape because they have that like squiggles every once in a while yep with his i don't know that just throws you back you see some like the letters and stuff in the bottom the numbers in the bottom corner <laughs> yeah. yeah where it's, it's still saying 12 o'clock midnight because the guy hasn't set the time oh, on his yeah, vcr no yeah well all right and my worst <clears throat> i don't know there was a 57 yard field goal hit by david yeah. green acres which he hit Ooh. flush did that thing had another like 10 yards in it Oh, yeah. Yeah, that thing hit the netting halfway up. And we talked about our, like, mess up on the holder snap operation. Mm -hmm. And, Greg, this may be a good one for you, but I feel like I remember some time about the long snapping being a huge issue this whole season. And I like remember dude, it being an issue one season. Being like the pressure to perform was too much, and then maybe some dude got hurt or something. There was some whole backstory about how long snapping, and especially the Super Bowl, was like all sorts of messed up. 
I remember that. So maybe a negative in this game because I don't know if that was the holder. I know you love blaming the punters, but it might be the snapper. And I wonder how many of like bad snaps we're going to see this year. And yeah, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, maybe we'll have to find that out and do a deep dive if it is this season. Because yeah, I remember hearing about that where like one of the issues the Patriots had was their long snapper <laughs> who was having like confidence issues, and it was like, uh, who was that catcher who couldn't throw it back to the the pitcher? After a pitch. the yips or whatever it is, John yeah. Lest John Lester couldn't throw to first base. Oh, there was that too. Yeah, but wasn't there mm. uh, Scott Hatterberg? Was it him? Uh, yeah, it was. It was some Red Sox yeah. catcher who just couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. He's the guy from Moneyball. I just rewatched that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that sounds familiar. So we'll find out. Yeah. What about you, Greg? You got some best and worst. All right, so for my worst, I'm going to start out with the Eagles offense. They had a grand total of 16 drives in this game. Yeah. And fucking 10 points. Punt, punt, touchdown, fumble, punt, 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 fumble, punt, 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 field goal, interception, interception, fumble, end of game. <laughs> close and strong like i said like he said I, it sounds like it was closer than it was you listen to that drive chart no it doesn't yeah. <laughs> right. oh my god dude and one so of those interceptions at least is a pick six you know because that's brewskis yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah they finished uh the game with 268 yards total which uh if you break it down by drive they they had like uh, just over 16 yards per drive that's tough. Which, if you're starting on your own 20, yeah, doesn't tough. get you in the midfield. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Um, so for my best, I'm kind of winging it here. Uh, we'll go with Tom Brady. I mean, offensively, there was no one that had, like, big stats jump out. There's no one over 100 yards receiving true. or or rushing. But Brady had a pretty decent statistical day, 30 of 44 for 255, three touchdowns, no picks. So he looks like he's back on track after that disaster last week. It looked like one of those games where he knew where he wanted to go with the ball. Like that completion percentage surprises me a little bit. That would be way higher because like it felt like everything he put, the ball was right where the receiver needed it, and he was super accurate Mm -hmm. and making great calls. How'd the line Mm -hmm. play? Better. Yeah, because yeah. I think yeah. that has a lot to do with it too. Once he gets those like happy feet when he's getting rushed, that's right, when he right. starts yeah. like getting inaccurate too. Yeah, I mean, it still wasn't. You know, you think of the two thousand three Patriots, and you think of like how dominant they were because of how many games they won in a row and all that stuff, and what they finished like fourteen and two, whatever it is. But yeah, this it didn't quite look like they were in sync offensively. It was just the defense, you know, getting eight sacks and getting pressure on. McNabb basically every play and uh yeah but I mean Brady I think he hit 10 different receivers so it was that kind of error where you know his favorite, his favorite receiver was the, the open, open player one. yeah exactly I love that quote yeah so uh it was like it was an efficient game but it wasn't like blowing you away yeah. I did have a play that again is in the uh on the website Brady completing a pass to uh, Daniel Graham, who I believe was his 10th wide receiver of the day. Uh, But this one was a bit by accident, but it's still fantastic. Like this was the kind of day they were having. Yeah. Uh, 
that play still goes for three. He yards. tries to set up a screen, <laughs> roll into his left, and it gets kind of blown up because he's getting pressured too much. I don't and... think it was a screen. It was just one of those like design rollouts. It's a screen to Graham. Watch, it's a screen to Graham. And they blitz from the left, so there's a ton of dudes coming. And if he can get it out, I think he's got I it. don't think so, because usually the whole offensive line will run that way and like let their blockers through, but the the blitz just came from the other side and Brady didn't see it. Because you can watch the other receivers actually going like down the field looking for Raz. Like there's open receivers. Right. And he shifted the protection the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. And so the whole thing just didn't work out, but it worked out. That's a great play from Graham to go from blocking to turn around and catching mm. it. <laughs> yeah. He's on the uh, all dynasty team. Do you guys see that list got released? I oh, did. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with him on there over like Watson. Yeah. But that was the only real talk. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, there was a oh, yeah, talk about the kicker do, too. We should do a discussion episode on that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. We'll have to put our own. Since we know someone who had an it. influence in it, so we can just mm. drag him. <laughs> just, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I have another worst too. All right, I'm listening. Speaking of uh, the drafts this year, I mean, the Pats had that stacked ass draft. The Philadelphia Eagles 2003 draft, they had um, six draft picks, mm. and only two of them actually made the roster. Their first and second picks jerome mcdougall and lj smith and they cut their third third fourth sixth and seventh round picks <laughs> in the training camp yeah and didn't make the roster wow. <laughs> Can you imagine the uproar <laughs> yeah so they they That's do a that check move right there yeah. yeah they they cut four of their six draft picks they lose week one week two in blowout fashion after coming <laughs> off uh, an NFC, NFC championship. championship. Yeah, so yeah. you could the Boo Birds are kind of justified. Here. How close was the NFC Championship game? Was that like a close game, or did they get shit stomped by the Bucks? I think, I think it was a close-ish game, but they never really got rolling right because that's the Rondé Barber pick six game. Yeah, remember that? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, you yeah, you want best? me to find the score? Now, did you do your best yet? Yeah, my best was Brady, but also I think I want to give it to a, a full team effort from the defense. Yeah, specifically right. Eugene Wilson. Eugene Wilson, <laughs> he's a stud. But I mean, what they had eight sacks spread over seven seven players. Yeah. You know, they had all these eight turnovers, sacks, five yeah. forced fumbles, four of which they were uh, yeah, four of which the defense recovered. Yeah, five forced fumbles. Jeez, and then how many picks? Two picks. They recovered Dude. four of those five four fumbles too. <laughs> Lord. And no one yeah. had more than one. So it's like everyone yeah. chipped into the game. Yeah, this is an absolute shellacking. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great play. Um, I think going off of that, my game ball will go to Matt Chatham. Yes. Yeah. That's right. I did watch that in the highlight package. Early, early on, he had a great play where um I think it was the first. Patriots drive. It was um, the yeah. The Patriots got to like uh, in just inside the the like Philly side of the field, but they ended up having to punt. And the punt was actually really good. It, it hit at like the one or two yard line and bounced straight up, and it was over towards the the sideline. And Matt Chatham went out there, and instead of like trying to do anything, just took it and just batted it straight out of bounds. Yeah. It's volleyball. Yeah, it was, it was like a great heads up sort of 
play that you you want your your guys to be making on special teams. And so the Eagles first drive started from their own two yard line. Well, that's smart. Instead of trying to catch it and it bounces off your hands and goes in the end zone, you think I'm yeah. not the best hands, but I can definitely just smack this out of bounds. Especially as a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a perfect heads up sort of play. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, right after Brewski's pick six, uh, Philly actually started driving, got to about midfield. This is, you know, towards the end of the game, right in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth, uh, right before like official garbage time. But garbage time would start when uh, McNabb rolled out to his right and Matt Chatham, like from the other side of the field, just ran his ass down and put on one of the like textbook linebacker blindside hits. Like, uh, I think calling McNabb it got fucked up. I think calling it uh, Lawrence Taylor esque is probably a bit too strong, but yeah, he got, got lit up. Drop the ball. It's a clean hit. Patrick McNabb Cumbria just came. doesn't see. He's looking downfield, pumping, and just does not see Chatham coming on the backside. One of those ones that make your neck hurt just he's watching. Down. He's yeah. down. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. So I think that was the last play that McNabb. And then Anthony Pleasant scoops it up and tries to do the old Troy Brown lateral <laughs> to Billy McGinnis. Yeah, who gets another like five yards out of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Willie McGinnis. He's not like fleet of foot. No, otherwise yeah, it would have worked. He's not Antoine Harris, is he? Love the effort, though. We're down. We're up 31-10. Let's make sure we can lateral <laughs> yeah. this fucking strip sack for another <laughs> TD, baby. Yeah, that is yeah. a crazy call. Um, my worst in this was... Uh, I'm not going to blame the referees, even though it looked like it was their yes, fault. Yes, you will. No, I think it was, <laughs> it was more Belichick than anything. But every time it was like third and one, Belichick would call for measurement. And so they bring out the chains and it was like a yard and a half short. It wasn't even close, but Belichick did it like four or five times in the first half. Just like, yeah, no, like guy, three timeouts with it. I feel can like. I get a measurement on this? It's like, it, it, it's not, you're, you're like two yards away. I'm surprised they didn't just say no. Yeah. But it's it, like the, the game. Timeouts. Every time it was called for a measure, it was in like, at least like, should I go for this sort of thing? Kind of. Yeah. But I mean, it's usually like third down for most of them, but. Yeah, this game just took so long because there was a lot of like that sort of stuff happening. There's a bunch of injuries, like they had to get the card out at one point. Like even the condensed version of this game without commercials was like two and a half hours long. That's it why didn't I go to overtime. It was a blowout, and it was still yeah. just like it took forever to watch this game. Um my best uh was Bill Belichick, trendsetter. I don't know if you caught what he was wearing, but he was wearing what was like the button-up shirt version of their color rush jerseys now. All blue with the red and white stripes like across the shoulders. I didn't note this. I can't even oh, picture shit. it either. Here, I'll uh, I'll show you the picture that I have here. I can't picture, yeah. So a it jer- is. A button-up like jersey? No, a button-up shirt, but oh, in the exact same design. Polo. It's a golf polo. Okay, yeah. Like a college shirt. golf ball, yeah. actually. I think he looks nice. Really? Yeah. I have a Patriots one, but it's got like silver underneath the arms. It's a little strange. Mm. That one looks fresh, though. It should sell that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can buy it in jersey form now. You're right, though. That looks exactly like their uniforms now. Yeah. With the, the blue. Dark, blue all of blue, yeah. With white stripe on the, on the shoulders. Yeah. And the so pass, he was doing it before. Heart. It was cool. That's true. And my best for the podcast, a couple, couple of uh, news items. Uh, we ranked on the Spotify uh, list, Spotify charts for football podcasts this time. 
number 152 on the charts in Great Britain. Oh. So the one person in England who's probably our family, maybe? Who's yeah, oh, yeah. Let's just shout out our cousins Thank right you. now. What's up, Ian, yeah. Andy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the one listen you gave us between the, the three of you. Baby. Yeah, to put us on that list. Auntie, uh, Pauline, that was... Auntie Pauline listens. Does she? I didn't know that. Yeah. That, well, I think that's didn't... why mom yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they didn't listen this week because that was last week and we're not on the, the list this week. So thank God grandma's not listening to this podcast, Greg. Jeez. <laughs> uh, and the other thing I wanted to bring up since now is the time since you've actually gotten this far is since nobody could, could figure out how to actually leave us reviews, we're going to make it even easier. We have a phone number. So you can text us. You can call and leave us a voicemail. And uh, we will listen to them. We will read them all. And we will, uh, if it's good, we'll fucking read it all. We'll read text messages on the podcast and we will actually play the audio of any voicemails that we get. So if he has a dangerous door to unlock. What's the number? uh, Okay, what's the number? Area code 603. If if you're dialing from outside the country, you can put a one in front of that. 505-8043. 603-505-8043. And that is the Patriots Dynasty hotline. Oh, no. So we've got a hotline now, boys. 603-805-5 a million? <laughs> Close, yeah, Steve. You were... <laughs> I, I can't yeah, imagine this is definitely people People's were... names, too. I'm bad with names. I'm instantly forgetting that... names. As soon as you told it to me. Same Does with that phone work on. out to any, like, funny words? You know how, like... Oh make, yeah, I'll see that too. I don't think I was trying to find some funny words. Dial one eight hundred Pat's Pod. I tried. Uh, I tried to get that. Zero is not a is not a letter, but it's it's the way I remember is five oh five, which is easy to remember, and then eighty is Troy Brown four three. So it's it's Troy Brown shooting a a, a three point shot in basketball. It's Troy Palomalo. Oh no, Greg. No. Oh. What. You're Why like, Troy Palomaro? Because he's 43. Like, I don't remember. He's number 43. Jeez, yeah, no, nobody does. Look the Troy up. Brown for it's three. Troy Brown. Feet, baby, yeah. For three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if Troy Brown got on the Celtics and hits yeah. a triple, the announcer, you know, in the yeah. stadium. Time's yeah, running out. Three. Ball gets kicked Troy out. Brown, 80 three. for three. Yep. It's God. Celtics win. Ty Law, Barry Sanders. <laughs> yeah. that, was our that was our old house phone, phone number, gave phone number growing up which, 893 Tyler Barry Sanders that's how oh, it's now somebody else's phone number that they're now going to get calls while we're from. talking about phone numbers that time you got lost at uh, Redskin Stadium Greg yeah and I remember I, I that's how I remembered it too the house no you didn't call the house phone did you, you were that drunk no I called you no, I called Kelly. Yes. I had Kelly's number memorized. Yeah. So we go to the Patriots Redskins game and we get to the bottom of the whole walkway and Greg goes, Oh, I left my phone up there. So he walks back and goes to get it. We meet our friends in the parking lot and someone's like, your brother dropped this and gives me his phone. <laughs> now he's looking for the phone that I have in my hand. Yeah. And I was like, Greg's smart enough to get up there and be like, well, I don't see the phone. Let me just go back to where we're tailgating and meet my brother. And then just doesn't show up. 
<laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm standing for hours. I'm like, well, I guess I just got to go home. When where Greg is useless. When he's when there. Where Greg is. Fuck it. So what you did is you memorized your wife's number, had the cabbie call her because you didn't have any money for the cab, had her well out the cabbie. Yeah. So I couldn't. I and couldn't cab to my address from Redskin Stadium. I couldn't Uber because I didn't have my phone. So I had to like hail a regular cab, uh-huh. but then I also didn't have any cash on me. So I could, and he and I didn't have a credit card, obviously. Right. Well, so, you obviously, what did you yeah, have? Do you not have your wallet on you? No, he, he wouldn't accept the credit card. That's what it was. And so we, we get there and I had to call Kelly from memory, her phone number and have her Venmo, the guy's like private fucking Venmo thing, <laughs> <laughs> which considering all. all things considered, you know, I'm so shocked you knew my address. First Pretty, of all, exactly right. I, I was blacked out enough that I couldn't find my way to the parking lot, but I remembered a phone number that I haven't physically dialed in probably 10 years and <laughs> an address that I've gone to like maybe once a year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, the address is because he steal my cable and that's a tied to like my address Gmail. Yeah, something like that. The phone number I, I have no explanation for, but I was like, I couldn't call Lauren's number at all. So I took her name off my contacts and now I just see her phone number because I'm like, I'm going to do the same thing at some point. I'm going to be like, fuck, I don't know Lauren's number. That should save Greg's ass at some point. I need to figure this out. So when and, we it, talk and about- it was a football thing too. It was... <laughs> I'm trying to think of what don't I know. There was, there was a Mike Vrabel in there. Please don't oh, give out sure. your wife's phone I know there was a Mike Vrabel. <laughs> yeah, there. we already gave out. Don't give out. Actually, Kelly's phone number is 603-505-8043. Please let her know what big mistake she's making. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should say that if you leave us a voicemail or a text message, let us know which brand you like the least. In and why it's Steve. Yeah. And by how much. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So when we talk about big dick dummies, this is what we're talking about. It's like idiot savant shit. Where we get... I don't don't think remembering uh, what 10 numbers in a row is savant. (laughs) It is when you're blackout drunk. I'm talking about the address. Yeah, You're blackout drunk and you you forget how to get to the parking lot. That's true. I couldn't tell you your address. Spit out an address, right? I can tell you yeah. your address. Oh, well, that was his like password to his fucking Comcast. <laughs> I remembered it that way. Actually, you know what I fucking know? I didn't even I don't <laughs> think I remembered it. I was like, go to the fucking IHOP in, in this city. <laughs> and I know where it was from the IHOP. That makes more sense. Because I've been that, blacked out at that IHOP before. And I remember that. That makes a shitload more sense. Yeah. Oh, Brownie. No, I know, I know what it is. I could give away your address right now. I have it in the top of my head right now. Well, all right. I'm just gonna hand out our personal information. I love it. Mm. Yeah, six zero three five zero five eight zero four three, and we. I'm not gonna say we can't wait to hear from you, but I'm I'm interested to see if we get any feedback. But yeah, Troy Brown, four three. That's right. That's how I remembered it when I first got it. So, what's next week? The Jets, right? Yeah, it is. At home. That's right, yeah. 
the O and two Jets, the winless Jets so far, visiting Fox or Gillette Stadium. See how the Patriots do. See if they oh. get, can put some stuff together here. Also, a quick update on Ryan Tannehill, uh, MVP candidate, Steve. <laughs> uh, do you have any comment? <laughs> yeah, I still, I just don't think he's that good. You know, can't, COVID pandemic has really simplified things for them and they have a good game plan, but someone's going to figure it out. Remember the, the Rams were the hottest offense in history until they met the Patriots and then they kind of figured out what their scheme was and someone's going to be able to do that. It's really more Derrick Henry than Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is just benefiting off of Derrick Henry is clearly the best player on that offense. You can't say Ryan Tannehill is your best player. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, so Josh Allen, while I think he's improved, he's uh and he's always had that running game to his 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 game, and he still has that for a bit. I think he makes bad decisions when he carries the ball. He takes a lot more punishment hits than he really should, but he's a big boy, but eventually it's gonna catch up to you, a la you know, Donovan McNabb and mm. some of the players in Steve McNair that we're seeing in this season. And his he's really a roller coaster. His decision making is suspect, and he's either like really good or really bad. There's really no in between, like steady hand. Where like Ryan Tannehill actually kind of shines in that is like he's pretty reliable. That is his ceiling. He's pretty. He's going to give you that. Josh Allen is a fucking crapshoot play to play, and eventually that's going to catch up to them. Okay, that's actually uh, not bad. I'll have a counter <laughs> counter argument. Uh, both of those quarterbacks are in the top 10 for best odds to win MVP this year currently. Yeah. yeah. Decent quarterbacks. I'm just not sold. <laughs> I love it. I need to see more. <laughs> I love it. They suck, I believe, was the terms you use. Don't ever change, Steve. They're no, also, I think I said they're not good. Yeah. They're in like the 99 and a half percentile of NFL players. Tell you what, when I'm matched up in fantasy, I just, I'm all right. I'm, I'm feeling good. Okay. Uh, and on that note, this has been the pages dynasty podcast. At least wait, wait, I got one more. I got one oh, more. God. Interesting. So close. Interesting fact. Uh, uh, this is your question about how the Eagles ended their last year. They mm-hmm. lost to the Buccaneers who yes. up to that point had been 1-22 and 22 in games played under 40 degrees, and then they lost 27-10. to 10. <laughs> Dude, <that's it. laughs> At home. That's tough. But, but something to look forward to is this year's playoffs because it is out of control. There's some great stuff that happens, both with the Still Patriots and in the NFC. Like this is, this is just an exciting year. So This is a great look forward year. to that. But first things first. Next week, New York Jets at home. Maybe her members. I don't even fucking know. We'll find out next week. Nobody. On the Patriots. Shits their pants like the New York Jets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Adam Gase version. All right. See you next week, gentlemen, on the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. Hey, Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all.